What is up, True Believers, and welcome to the Cross Media Show, or as it's about to be for the next year, MCU Mondays. I am joined by so many wonderful Marvel fans right here. My name is Eric Yen, and I will be your host for the evening alongside my co-host, Ruben Guerrero. Ruben, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How about you, Eric? It's an exciting day. I'm good, Ruben. Ruben, the MCU is back. Thank God. We've had a year and a half break. And look the what last thing we saw year. was that, yeah, last thing we saw, Peter got his identity ousted. Yeah. Eh. You know, it's been, we could really use the MCU right now. The yeah. world could use the MCU right now. But before we get into that, we have some lovely guests to introduce. First up, she is an artist. She joins us here on the Penultimate Conquest every now and then. Please welcome Holland. Holland, how are you doing? I am doing great. That was a great intro. Thanks for that. <laughs> Well, like I said, as I was telling you on the pre-show, you make good art, Holland. People should know. And next up, from Irrational Passions, Dual Shockers, and RPG University, we have the one, the only, Scott White. Scott, thank you for joining us today. Happy to be here. I I agree with you guys. 2021 desperately needs some uh, superheroes punching Nazis again. Exactly. Right? We desperately need that. Or just anyone punch Nazis. That's fine. Sure. Yeah. Just just go out there, find your local Nazi, punch him in the face. Do do what you got to do. <laughs> anyway, let's get back. <laughs> Sorry, I just picturing Richard Spencer being punched in the face on loop in my head. Sorry about that. That's okay. Let's get back to the MCU. Now, like I said, we've been gone from the MCU for a year and a half. Last thing we saw, Spider Man: Far From Home, and then you know we had Black Widow. Got delayed so many times, and then with the last Disney Investor Day, so many dates moving around like a clock that Kevin Feige is, moving things around, tick, tick, tick. So, before um, I tell about the slate of MCU, I figured, Ruben, we should ask our guests, what are their favorite MCU movies? Holland, I'm going to start with you first. What is your favorite MCU movie, and who is your favorite MCU character? We, we can come back to you if you want. Well, because, okay, with as far as, like, the cinematic universe, it's a little more difficult for me. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Just, whenever it comes to just Marvel in general, the reason I'm so excited about WandaVision is because Wanda Maximoff, Scarlet Witch, is one of my all-time favorite Marvel characters. Um... But I mean, really, any of any one of the badass women that shows up, I'm obviously going to stand. I have to. Um, mm-hmm. As far as the movies, um, I think it's kind of a lame answer, um, but it's between um, Iron Man, the first one, simply because it got the ball rolling and I just remember watching it when I was very young and it, it just kind of holds a place in my heart for that. Um, and the other one would probably be, um, again, lame answer, but Black Panther. <laughs> there are no lame answers on this show, Holland. <laughs> Black Panther is amazing. Well, no, that's not I, true. I just, I love 
it, and it it was just again there were so many badass women in that movie, and I was just like, I love everything. You're so great, and I don't know that. It still deserved Best Picture over Green Book, in my opinion, that year. So, yeah, Black Panther, Iron Man, those are two great movies. Iron Man, I think, is one of the only franchise starters that are still considered one of the best. Like, you know, A New Hope, everything, that's still considered one of the best ones. Not like the Fast and the Furious that got better, you know, past the first one. Fast and the Furious is not a good starting Sorry. Fast and Furious is not a good series in general. I've oh, never, well, we're not, I've never seen a Fast and the Furious. Neither have I. Okay. I don't want all, right. all right. All right. All right. All right. I got to rein this in right here. Uh, <laughs> I don't want people to hate us already. Okay. Um, Furious Seven is great. You should watch that one. It's the best one. Directed by James Wan. Fantastic. Um, Scott, what is your favorite MCU character and movie? Uh, in terms of uh, my favorite MCU movie. I would. I was going. I was leaning heavily towards Iron Man because of, uh, like Holland said, the how it started everything else. But after that, I love Guardians of the Galaxy one because I think it did such a superb job in introducing Marvel, not necessarily B tier, but like characters that the common, uh, not necessarily big M Marvel comic book fan necessarily knows about and knocked it out of the park and really balanced kind of the drama with a fantastic like comical writing like i love the tone of guardians of the galaxy volume one and that kind of extends also to thor ragnarok how it kind of introduced some aspects of the planet hulk storyline from the comics while really solidifying this is what we want Thor to be. Like, this is the tone. This is what kind of character we want Thor to be and how we want it to kind of go forward and how it kind of ties into everything. I thought it knocked it out of the park. Plus, Jeff Goldblum. So that automatically makes it so much better. And I really hope we get more from his character in future movies. But in terms of um, my favorite MCU character, I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Uh, so I would have to say probably Tom Holland, like he's the first perfect balance between like Andrew Garfield's kind of witty Spider-Man and mm-hmm. Tobey Maguire's like dorky Peter Parker. Like it's a really good meshing of the both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make just the perfect all around Spider-Man Peter Parker combo. Plus he talks with a Brooklyn accent. So that that's great too. I mean, uh, Ruben, is that true? I mean, sure. Let's get uh, okay. from a person who's never been to New York and lives in the Midwest. I think it sounds incredibly accurate. So, oh no, yeah, it it definitely sounds accurate. I wouldn't say Brooklyn accent though, but yeah, uh, oh. it, it's very New Yorker. That's okay. Different. Yeah, got you. Uh, so, Ruben, for the boys and girls at home, what is your favorite MCU movie and character? Okay, well, favorite MCU movie I will die on this hill is Iron Man three. Greatest plot twist of all time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I did not see it coming. Yeah, I, I will not. give you that. It was a twist. Yeah. Well, I, I, it, it was just like such a great twist, I thought. So, uh, but no, seriously, uh, I would have to say Civil War was probably my favorite movie just mm-hmm. because I didn't really know who to side with. Uh, mm-hmm. Captain America 
is my favorite character in the MCU just because of what he stands for. But I also saw the side of to- uh, Tony uh, in Civil War as to, like, we need policing. But I just, pros and cons, you know? Like, you, you don't need people to tell you, oh, you can't save these people because such and such, you know? Just let the superhero do their job. That's why the movie works so well is because you don't know who to root for. I think that's what the Russo mm-hmm. said. Yeah. That's why it makes the film so good. Each side has good points. Yep. But Iron Man 3, wow. That, that, that's crazy. I just love I mean, it because it's just like such a crazy twist. It did have the hype of being the first post-Avengers movie. So it, it had that going for it. And I think it actually did pretty well. It delivered. Yeah. It absolutely mm-hmm. delivered. Um, so uh, I'm going to abstain from saying Spider-Man is my favorite MCU character because Spider-Man is my favorite fictional character of all time. Um, so I will say that what Chris Evans did with Captain America is really great. Took a character that not many people really liked and was kind of white bread. And still kind of white bread, really, but uh, made everyone love. Um, so, yeah, Captain America gives my nod there. And it bleeds into my favorite MCU movie, which is The Winter Soldier. Um, still best action sequences in the MCU, especially the first Bucky Cap fight. Um, really good, really good thriller movie. Not just a great superhero movie, just a really good thriller movie. Uh, and so I'm really ready for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, so thank you all for ask, answering those questions. Um, so before we get into WandaVision, I think it'd be good here for the first episode of MCU Mondays to talk about where are we going in 2021 in terms of the MCU. So right now, uh, last Friday, we started with WandaVision and that is going to bleed into Falcon and Winter Soldier, which starts March 19th. This is going to be so great how WandaVision is going to be end. And then we have a two week break and then going right into Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like I, I think that's I think that's gonna be great. Um, and then after that, we're gonna go into Black Widow, which was you know supposed to be out last May, but you know thanks to COVID, I uh, got pushed to this May. Uh, I would love to be able to see it in theaters because MCU movies are the best in theaters. Yep. Um, but that's not up to us, unfortunately. <laughs> so after. Uh, after Black Widow, there we go. We're going to be going into everyone's favorite bad boy, uh, Tom Hiddleston's Loki, uh, with his own show. I'm really ready for that one. Uh, I know Tessa is ready for that one as well because, you know, Tom Hiddleston, yeah. he's a handsome man. Makes me weak in the knees. It's fine. Like, he smiles and I'm, I'm butter. Oh, That's what it is. Okay. Um, so after Loki, uh, we're going to be going into Shang-Chi. I am really ready for Shang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings. We get the real Mandarin, not yeah. some plot twist. So, as really far excited as about we that. Know. Yeah, exactly. As far as we know, as far as we know. Who's to say Ben Kingsley? Scott, I, I can't believe I didn't. <laughs> Who's to say Scott, I can't believe I didn't mention this. It's crazy also how good Marvel is when you were talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, how they were able to take C almost D tier Marvel heroes. And now everyone knows who baby Groot and rocket is. Yeah. Like they've become household names like mm-hmm. that. That's so I good. I was wearing my rocket socks for a second, but I am not. I'm always wearing my rocket socks. <laughs> they made us care about a talking <laughs> raccoon and a talking tree. That's, a, that's how you know Marvel's got the audience. Um, and so after Shang-Chi, we're going to be having the, what appears to be the what if show. 
I'm really ready for that one to see. First off, when I saw that they're going to make um, T'Challa Star Lord, yeah, um, that I'm, I'm really excited. I'm just really ready for that show. I love alternate universe weird stuff, so that one's going to be right up my alley. And then after after that, we potentially have the Hawkeye show maybe this year. Don't know, uh, but we'll see. But we are getting the Eternals. Another one where not many people know about, but hopefully they'll become household names after the movie. Oh, yeah. Got to replace then, those Avengers that left for the uh, the next big arc. Exactly. Yeah. And then I believe that is the last show, but then we are capping it off this year with the Spider-Man sequel. And oh, my God. Eric? I am so ready for that. We're not going to turn this into a Spider-Man show. I'm just saying, you know show. how I feel about turn, this movie. We're not, we're not turning this into a Spider-Man I, speculation show. We'll get that when it gets to it. Okay, okay, that's fair. Leading up to Spider-Man, I can't believe it's so weird saying this. We're going to talk about WandaVision. WandaVision, the first of the Disney Plus shows that MCU is going to be bringing us into our homes, into our eyeballs. So... Let's get started with a recap of the first episode. So, episode one, that's what it's called. Newlywed couple Wanda and Vision move into the town of Westview during what appears to be the 1950s. They attempt to blend in, despite Vision being an android and Wanda having telekinetic abilities. I'm reading this off of Wikipedia, so if it sounds really weird, that's why. One day, they notice a heart drawn on their calendar, but neither can remember what the occasion is. While Vision goes to his job at Computational Services Incorporated, Wanda decides that the heart represents their anniversary. Their neighbor Agnes introduces herself to Wanda and helps her prepare to celebrate that night. Vision amazes his co-workers with his speed, but is unsure what the company actually does. He is reminded that he and Wanda are hosting their boss, Mr. Hart, and his wife for dinner that night, which is what the heart on the calendar represented. Wanda and Vision struggle to hide their abilities while making a last-minute dinner for the Hearts. While interrogating Wanda and Vision, Mr. Hart chokes on his food and whiz- that Vision. Vision uses his abilities to save him. All the ev- these events have taken place in a fictional sitcom called WandaVision, which someone is apparently watching on television. And I gotta say, what a great start. Oh, yeah. What an absolutely great start to this show, because we knew that this show was going to be weird. Kevin Feige said, this is the weirdest thing we've ever done, and it absolutely, absolutely did that. So we're going to start with Holland first, and then we're going to go around the table and get our initial thoughts on the episode. Holland, what did you think of episode one? Um, I thought it was really cute, and that sounds like I'm, you know, it sounds disparaging, but it's not. I just, I thought it was really cute, and it was a good start. And, you know, there were so many callbacks to those old 50s, early 60s sitcoms. And I used to watch those a lot when I was younger, which I would just watch the reruns all the time. I loved that stuff. So having this, and it was like this really light, kind of airy way to introduce what I know is going to become just an entire clusterfuckazy of stuff it's about to get wild and weird and i feel like it was a good ease into this world that i'm kind of guessing she may have created partially 
but we, we'll probably get into that. But first impressions, I'm really excited about it. I thought it was a great start. I thought it had it hit all the notes for me. So I was I was really into it. Yeah, I, I felt the exact same way. Like from the very first shot of them in the car with the WandaVision theme song, it it was great. It's like I was watching I Love Lucy again. It 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 was so good. Scott, what did you think? What were your initial thoughts of the first episode? I'm waiting until all the episodes are out so I can binge. So I'm really enjoying listening to all your takes on it. Okay. All right. Are, are, you, are you serious, Scott? Yeah. Oh. I didn't okay. know we were talking about WandaVision today. So I thought it was just like, in review, like, where did it start? And kind of, what are our thoughts for the series? I didn't realize we were talking about WandaVision. So I'm going to listen. Oh, man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. I am so sorry. Talk about talk about a first episode right here. Um, okay then. <laughs> um I will not go into spoilers anymore. No, go ahead. There's two I'm, episodes. Don't worry about it. I am so sorry, Scott. I did not know you were waiting until the end of the uh season to watch them all. Oof. No, no worries. Go ahead. It's it's good. I want to hear your guys' reactions. Okay. I want to know what, what, what I should be in, in ready for. Ruben, Plus what were your thoughts on the only, episode? There's only two episodes, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> okay. It's not crazy. I promise you, I will not, I will not talk about the plot of the second episode. No, go ahead. Seriously. Okay. Don't worry about it. All okay. Right. All right. Perfectly fine. Uh, um, mm, I need a sip <laughs> of wine right now, so time to take this, take, take this mug. Okay, so my thoughts. Really? On, what were your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts on the first episode were like it's very interesting to see how they're doing this. Um, I do like that Vision is already questioning things. Um, it was really weird to to see that uh, choking scene where the, his wife was just like, "Stop it! Stop it!" and she kept on smiling. I was like, "Oh, this is." Not gonna end well, um, but you know, Wanda tells Vision, "Do your do your thing, <laughs> do your thing," and um, Vision saves him. So I, I I really like how it started. I think this is a great start for Wanda Vision in, in itself, and um, yeah, I, I, I expect this show to go to great lengths to show that it's weird. If that makes sense. It absolutely does make sense. Um, I think that you're right there, Ruben. Just it, it takes the sitcom from the fifties that we were so used to. I mean, we didn't, none of us grew up with them. So if, if so, we all look great if we were children in the fifties right now. And (laughs) so, um, I remember Nick at night growing up. (laughs) (laughs) I remember Nick at night. So, Taking that comfort of those sitcoms and just adding a little weirdness to it, I think, um, is really good. What makes this show shine? Shoosh, I try to say that five times fast. Anyway, I also really like that the script seemed like it was from a 50 sitcom. Yeah. Like how they were talking to everyone really, I, I thought I was watching one. Just like when she said, like, this is going to be a gas, I'm like, oh. No one talks like that anymore. That's right. Um, 
Because, like, what does that mean? Yeah. What does this is a gas mean? No idea. And I also really enjoyed that. But focus. My camera is not focused right now. Um, I really like how the acting themselves from all the actors, I thought they were actors for 50 sitcoms. Yeah. They did a really good job of having that, like, feign surprise at things or uh, drawn blanks in my head like the characters did in the episode because they didn't know what was going on. But also, I, I think one of the things that Tessa loved is that Paul Bettany is a treasure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He is so adorable when he does things. Um, and I, I like that I still have no idea how he is here. We have no idea. Last time we saw Vision, he died. Spoilers. Um, he had, had the Mind Stone ripped out of his head. And if they have not seen, if people have not seen Infinity War and Endgame by now, like that, that's crazy. Okay. All right. Um, I'm, I'm he just uploaded saying. his mind to Google Drive, man. He uh, he has all the money. The Avengers have all the money. They probably he, have the unlimited storage space on Google Drive. He, he pays twenty five bucks like, a month. Yeah, routine, like, every day at 2.30 in the morning, he'll just upload and, like, uh, update his Google Drive Now, memories. Scott, you're joking, but that is a possibility when they were in I know, Nevada. it's, <laughs> I would, I would bet my money that yeah. it will involve somehow there is a, a like, Jarvis or something he has, granted, he is kind of Jarvis. Yeah. To put into a body mixed with the, uh, the gem, but, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be an emergency upload to some Stark satellite and some super encrypted like computer at the time of Tony's death. Like it caused him to be put into this simulation or something. I I feel like it's going to be something like that. Um, Just because I think that's the easiest way to explain. It's like, yeah, he was kind of a computer and now he's just uploaded because people know you can back up data and always should back up things. Hey, I this, had a gem ripped out of my head. Is there any way I could back this up? Oh, yeah, sure. We got you. Yeah, this I mean, whole series is just going to be a big advertisement for like one of those super secure ba- data backup servers. <laughs> you just see the Norton 360 logo <laughs> <Yeah>. in the back. <laughs> yeah, dude. Use WandaVision. Use code WandaVision to save 20% off your first month of Norton backup mm-hmm. or VPN service. Yeah. Uh, I also, another thing going back to 50 sitcoms is I like how everything was just on sets. Yeah. It's like they were just in one rooms, one room at a time. Uh, rather, when we get to the next episode where everything was outdoors and multi-cameras and everything, this one was just one one shot that we see. Um, big ups uh, to the showrunner. Uh, I don't remember what her name is. Let me see what her name is. Uh, Jack Schaefer. I believe I'm pronouncing, hopefully, right. Jack Schaefer. Uh, that was a good job. That's, that's a good, uh, excuse me, I have no better word here to say. It was a good vision for the show. Um, so I really appreciate that. Speaking of vision, I like how everyone called him vision. Yeah. Like it just adds to the weirdness of the show when people say, hey, vision, what's up? I'm like, how, what, what is this? That's what's, what's going on? Um, so again, also just going back for other MCU movies, just, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen just have such great chemistry. Yeah. Such good chemistry. Even though it's like, I think what, he's what, 15 years older than her? Or something like that? 
I I I'm, I could be grasping at straws here, but uh, he they have when they're on scene together, it's perfect. It really is. They do such a good job. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Tessa said, Paul Bettany's a treasure. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Don't care. Uh, there were multiple times uh, when we were, I was watching these episodes, I thought he was going to break into his Knight's Tale uh, character. <laughs> <laughs> like when he was like introducing... Later, when we get to the second episode, when he comes out and he first comes through the curtain and says something, he sounds very much... Yeah. Like his character, and I was like, oh gosh. Uh, it's just, there were a lot of cute moments in this episode, and I think that's what they were really trying to do. Just like get everyone ready. Like, hey, these characters, you've known them for a while. Let's put them in this situation, see what happens. And I think that's the step you have to go with with the MCU now. Like, you're not going to out crazy the Infinity Saga right now. It's not going to get bigger than that. We literally had worlds almost destroyed. So you can't try to up that yet. You can only make it smaller. So I think that what they're doing here and putting it in a sitcom, in a house residential suburban area, I think is a brilliant move. And I think that's the way it needs to go. It needs to get smaller. The MCU does need to be smaller. Ant-Man notwithstanding. Um, so huh. that's go. what that's what they need to do. Um uh, I just wanted to touch on something, Eric, before you we continue. Um, they did use Dick Van Dyke as an uh, executive producer for, I believe it was for this episode. And fun fact, he didn't know the MCU is a, that big of a deal. So I just, <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Also a national yeah. treasure. Also, an, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, great. Uh, yeah, that, that makes so much sense. Dick Van Dyke influence in the like, opening credits and everything. Even kind of the way the set looks, very much his set, and the vision and Wanda almost tripping over the chair, but phasing through it instead of you know how he would. It's just you, you see all of his little. Dick Van Dyke again, they, national treasure. Yeah, mm-hmm. so many paid so much attention to so many things, and the wire work. Whenever you were mentioning earlier that it was all on sets, I wanted to like you know, bring up that they were using all the, you know, practical wire work for all of her, you know, they were giving it that same look, kind of like in uh, Bewitched Bewitched and everything. And I was just, I I was loving it so much. I was eating it up. I'm I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It it was just so great. Like you could definitely see, I also liked how they showed some of Vision's final density shifting powers. I thought that was neat and cute to introduce it this way, trying to bring Wanda through the door, and she just fell down. I thought that was great. Um, but yeah, episode one, I, I really loved. I thought it was, I thought it was a good start. Uh, just like how with Star Wars, the first episode of Mandalorian, that that was such a great start for that series. That, and I feel the same way here. Like such, such a good start, and so. It was crazy uh, when they said that we were going to get two episodes at the start. We usually don't get that now with uh, Disney Plus shows. We usually just get one, then we go into it. Now, I guess, with so, such a buildup for the MCU, I guess they decided, hey, let's give us another episode. So, before I do this, Scott, is it okay? Go ahead. Full range. Okay. okay. I hope you're not mad at me for this. Not, I really am all. sorry. Not at all. Don't worry okay. about it. Okay. All right. 
so the second episode uh, appears to take place what a, it appears to be the 1960s. It feels as though we. Oh, have, come on, really? <laughs> <laughs> I really am going to feel so bad about this. I'm going to go to bed tonight and test it and be like, what's wrong? I messed up so bad. <laughs> um, so it appears as though Wanda and Vision are starting to hear some strange noises outside the house. And there's like a cute moment when they're trying to figure out like, hey, who's going to go check out that noise? And it's like, you two are the two of the most powerful people in the MCU and you're scared of a little noise in your house. I thought that was great. Um, and so what's happening is there is a talent show happening for the community and Wanda and Vision are going to do a magic act. And we'll get more into that later, but it's it was so amusing. Just the magic act was was so great. And so they Wanda and Vision go their separate ways and not and just so everyone knows, not, you know, in a relationship or anything. Oh, I should probably also mention at the end of episode one, Wanda and Vision actually got married. They said a little I do ceremony. Wanda made some rings and now they're married. Um, and so Vision goes to the neighborhood watch meeting and Wanda goes to the planning committee meeting for the talent show. And they both get into hijinks. Um, Vision makes uh, what appears to be a masturbation joke. I thought was funny. Mastication, uh, sir. Mastication. And everyone was so just like, what? What is that word? No, surely well, not. One guy goes, <laughs> oh, no, I don't do that. <laughs> so great. Um, Vision is offered a stick of big red gum, which is actually a plot point. It's crazy that big red, I got to look in the camera now when I say big red, was um, he took a piece of gum and ate it. Uh, and now Wanda has befriended another neighbor, Geraldine. And right after that, Wanda notices that in this black and white world, there is a red and yellow helicopter in her bush. Uh, bushes, I should say. In her front uh, front yard. And so that's weird for her. And all of a sudden, uh, there's everywhere she goes, this radio is asking, Wanda, Wanda, what is happening? What's going on? And so after their meetings... Wanda and Vision do the talent show. Vision appears to be intoxicated because the gum is in his circuits. Thanks to cute, you know, presentation of that. And so the magic show does not go well, but it was humorous for everyone. And they won an award for best comedic performance. And after that is done, they're at home. They're getting ready uh, to go to bed, I believe. And they hear some strange noises outside and they go outside and something comes from the sewers and it appears to be somebody in a beekeeping outfit. That's it. Wanda says, nope. And time goes backwards and they go back to it. And at the end of the episode, they notice that everything turns to color. So we are out of the 60s and we are going into the 70s. And that's how the show ends. Not the show, but the episode. That's how the episode ends. So, are, are we skipping over a few things that happen at the end of the episode purposefully? Uh, yes. Okay. No, Duh. I just wanted ahead. to check before I start. Legit, go ahead. Holland, you have the floor. If you want to go over those things, go ahead. 
No, I mean, I, I don't want to. No, look it. Go ahead. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Let's just say it. Vision gets shot in the heart. Thanos comes back and is like. Thanos, Thanos is like, well, listen, I killed you once. I'm going to kill you again. And I want to do it one more time. Yeah, it just takes out his heart. So, she, uh, Holland's right. This world's got to go. Yeah. Probably should mention that all this is happening under the watchful eyes of what appears to be the group Sword. So we have Shield, who protects Earth, and Sword protects everything else, pretty much. So yes, that's not what I was referring to. Oh, what were you referring to? Uh, at the end of episode two, right before everything's come comes to color, and right oh my god, oh my god, you're completely yeah. right. I, I completely oh, forgot about that. Right. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> completely <laughs> forgot about that. Come on. There's like twin. Oh crap! Let me just. Okay, there's like little twin like details and little like hints throughout the first and second episode. And in the comic books, she has a set of twins for various reasons, depending on whatever timeline. And she has alternate realities, whatever. But yeah, right before they hear that noise, they out. She is suddenly revealed to be very pregnant, not pregnant the way she was in her little magician's assistant outfit 10, 20 minutes earlier. But she's very pregnant, and she's like, Vision, is this really happening? They're like, yes. And he's like, it's really happening. They go out, see Mr. Beekeeper. She's like, nah, I don't want this reality. Rewind it, go back to that moment. And they have this cute little kiss, and they're like, yeah, cool, we're going to be a happy little family. And she's got the belly, and everything goes to color. Cannot skip this. I'm sorry. Right, I, I completely forgot about that. That's my bad. I'm going to be um, honest with you. I didn't think that was a very important detail. I mean, that is a very I, big I'm detail just right there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was about to come through this computer. <laughs> um, yeah, that is the big deal. Like, Wanda and Vin, like, we've seen in pre- previews of the show, they do have kids. Uh, I can't believe I complete I completely blanked out on that. Um, so, I guess Holland, what are your thoughts on episode two? Uh, again, loved it. Um, I I have some. Uh, I'm curious about a few things. Uh, just that I was I was talking to Carlos about. Uh, like he has his own little theories. I'm you know kind of in agreement we're kind of not um as far as like uh the neighbor you mentioned that she meets geraldine i'm kind of wondering if she is either a super who doesn't know she's in this reality or you know it's things like that where i'm just going i feel like she's important i kind of want to keep an eye on her i really like her character so i hope she keeps showing up um agnes seems to be obviously very important to the story and seems like she may be a particular character from the comic books. Um, and then the fact that in this episode, before everything goes to color for them, at the end, we're seeing all of these colors show up. Like you said, the helicopter being red and gold. Um, the, if I may, bitchy boss neighbor cutting her hand, her hand being red and just the, the significance of red, obviously because it's her alter Scarlet Witch. That's you know, I understand the red being important. 
Um, I don't know. It was just the, the, the talent show scene was glorious. Like we said earlier when we were talking about episode one. Glorious. It's so cute. Him acting like a raving drunk is just, it's everything I want. It was so, it was so wonderful. And her trying to cover up his, you know, little misdeeds. It was great. It was, and she really played that part so wonderfully. And I'm going to be interested to see how Elizabeth Olsen, her, she's 